0: It's a goal! He's done it! It What a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports and it's the time of the year when uh, Rahul and I are both excited because it's time for the football season. EPL is starting and just about two weeks to go for the other European leagues to start so it's going to be fun and uh, Mr. Puri, this is a season I'm sure you're looking forward to.
1: Well, I can't help but be optimistic about it. We've had a good transfer window, uh, I think Liverpool have done their business early and um, You know, you can't be happy about everything, but I think they've bought reasonably well. And, yeah, I mean, we're optimistic to build on what we managed to achieve last season. So, yeah, why not? I think this is the time where all football fans should be optimistic. We're all starting off on zero points, so everybody can have some amount of optimism. Even Manchester United going into the new season. (laughs) That is true. Uh, It's a little difficult, uh, you know, to, to to be optimistic when
0: your own manager spreads the word of gloom all over. But I guess that's Jose Mourinho. You you know what you get when you buy Jose Mourinho and you get Jose Mourinho. So yeah... It's it's Mourinho and it's it's that kind of Manchester United season where you don't know where it's going to be headed. Is it going to be a complete meltdown like he had in Chelsea, or is it going to disintegrate the squad? Well, we'll have to wait and see. But there's a lot to talk about, uh, Rahul. I mean, we have both anticipated a lot of business in the transfer window, but surprisingly, the top clubs didn't do it. I mean, it was clubs like Everton and West Ham who have gone out and you know bought the players. Uh, Chelsea was forced into paying $80 million for a goalkeeper that, uh, you know, they obviously did not want to. They yeah. they would have held on to their own keeper, but he forced his way through to Real Madrid. So, yeah. uh, it's been a kind of a quiet, quiet, you know, window for the top clubs and I, probably the World Cup hangover, you know, mm. not enough time for them to, to, to really do business and... A lot of managers had got churled around. I think that also led to a lot of players not really knowing what to do with their, with their uh, you know, lives. Madrid got yeah, a new no. man.
1: No, I think, I think there are a couple of factors. I, mean, I think you're right. The World Cup uh, really only finished, what, three weeks ago? Um, yeah. So that's not a lot of time. I think the English uh, transfer window slamming shut before the season kicks off means that there's a big difference now between uh where the english window closes and where the european window closes um so i think that a lot of the european clubs perhaps are not at a position where they can be pushed uh into doing deals um and if they are going to be pushed into doing deals perhaps they were going to be pushed into doing deals at prices a lot of english clubs didn't want to pay um, so I think that that's also been a factor here, and you're right. I mean, there are a bunch of new managers uh, that have come in, and I think that a lot of players wanted to sort of um, stay and and see how they would do under those new managers. So yeah, I think the new managers the new managers did play a large part, Raúl,
0: because I mean, a lot of people felt that you know once Zidane left, there would be a whole churn in in Madrid. I think yeah. the only churn that happened was Ronaldo moved out to 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 Juventus. Yeah. You know, yeah. Modric stayed, Gareth Bale stayed. You know, everybody else stayed over there. Yeah. Uh,
1: Arsenal got. Gonna... I mean, I think I think a couple of things. I mean, I think I think that um, you know the new managers in the Premier League. I mean, you know, Arsenal got their new manager in fairly early, and Arsenal have done I think some reasonable business in in the transfer market without without being spectacular. I, I think. Um, then Sarri, of course, at, at Chelsea, but I mean, the, you know, the bloke came in, what, like three weeks ago, so he hasn't had a great deal of time uh, to sit and assess. Um, then, of course, since he's come in, his goalkeepers wanted to leave, um, and he's got pushed into to pay him £80 million pound or $80 million for for a goalkeeper.
0: I mean, that's a shitload uh, of money, Rahul. That's a really he's got, even,
1: he's got an even bigger problem, um, because... Uh, You know, if Eden Hazard still wants to go, um, he can leave Chelsea, uh, but Chelsea can't bring anybody in because... Um, he can go to the continent uh, because their transfer window is open. But I have a
0: feeling um, that Hazard will give it a year over here, Raul, because I don't think that, you know, Madrid... I think Madrid has also made it clear that they're not going to pay obscene amounts of money for players. I think that's something I, I, that...
1: I agree, but, you know, this is my thing with this transfer window in England shutting uh, so early, right? I mean, now, suppose Chelsea doesn't start very well. Uh, they didn't play particularly well in the in the charity shield. They were completely... Um, second best to Man City, who honestly were were still in second gear. Um, but now, sort of uh, with three weeks and you know maybe four matches between now and the end of the European transfer window, if Hazard sees Chelsea sort of that ship destabilising and beginning to sink, um, you know and there's not a lot that stops him from jumping ship. So I mean, um, this this transfer window timing thing here is, is suspicious. Yeah, I think Rahul we are
0: also we are also in the World Cup year. I don't think the transfer window deadline will matter too much next year. Because you'll have a clear two months or three months to do business. You know, this this particular transfer season I guess got also derailed
1: because of the World Cup, because no business was done in the World Cup. No, it wasn't. And and, and I and I, I, I can agree with that. But also I don't think anybody showed great amounts of urgency. I mean look at You know, Danny Ings um, at Liverpool, I mean, he had a, uh, you know, he he was a player that was touted to leave and he'd been touted to leave for a couple of months. Yet Southampton decided to go in for him literally at, at the last minute on the deadline day. So, I mean, you know, I'm not sure that a lot of teams had a great deal of urgency either. I think a lot of people would just like, this is probably one of those years where a lot of people said, well, you know, let's just buy one or two. And, and see what what happens. Yeah, and because I think I mean we happen. didn't do we didn't. I mean there was not there was not the flurry
0: of business that happens every transfer window. There were no actually there were no big marquee signings that really happened. I mean, well,
1: I, mean well, I mean the two biggest signings in the league are both goalkeepers. I mean Liverpool bought Allison for sixty, and now Chelsea have bought Kepa for eighty. So you know those are the two biggest signings in the league. So um, yeah, you're right. I mean it, it's uh, it, it's been It's been a strange one, but I think it's also a function of where those big five or or six English clubs are, where, realistically, um, they all have very, very good squads and they really only needed to add one or two players. I think, Rahul, it's also a reflection,
0: to be very honest, I mean, I think, I don't know what you feel about it, but I definitely see that this this is a huge reflection of the inflated prices. You know, maybe it's maybe it was that transfer window that needed that one cooling off year to say, hey, we are paying a lot of money for players which probably, you know, we should not be paying. So maybe it's just that cooling off year for a while and, and, and pr- prices might come back to some realm of reality next season.
1: I, I, I don't know about that. I, I think that, um, you know, the reality is, is that I think that a lot of the pricing is determined by... Uh, by demand, and, and honestly, I think that a lot of clubs decided to stick and not twist, um, whereas you never know. In January, this, this quiet or relatively quiet uh, July might lead to a very frenetic January. So, I mean, you do never know what will happen with these things, but I, I can't honestly see a, a, a situation where prices start to come down. Okay, so that's as for the transfer window is concerned
0: and now it's time for the real action to take place. I mean, it kicks off with uh, Manchester United tonight and uh, I'm not really optimistic even against Leicester City because we don't have the big boys. And uh, Leicester City has a settled score and uh, we have Jose Mourinho, so I don't know what's going to happen tonight. But leaving that aside, uh, at the season, Rahul, I mean... You've tweeted and said that yes, the top six will remain the top six. I kind of agree with that. I think maybe Everton will make a push for it because they've got the they've got the players, you know. Um, I'm I mean, I'm, I'm as a Manchester United fan, I'm really worried about I'm I'm really worried about the United uh, season, you know, and purely because of the manager. And I yeah. I and it, it it might just be a one horse race once again with City just running away with with the trophy. Is it the start of the city domination?
1: Well, I mean, uh, a lot points to that, and certainly you, you would suggest that um, squad for squad, Man City have got a, a squad that, honestly speaking, um, a lot of the clubs can't really compete with. Yes, uh, if Liverpool or or Spurs or, or even United um, put out their best eleven, um, they can probably compete with City. But you know, for to win a league, you need. 15, 16 players. And um, I think that City have got 15, 16 that are just better than, than anybody else. So um, it doesn't surprise me at all that they start, you know, very, very big favorites for it. Um, yes, I agree United have got a problem. Um, and I also agree that the problem is entirely the managers. Um, because if you look at that United squad, there's nothing wrong with the squad. Um, you know, they've got an attacking array uh, frankly, that, that rivals uh, City or Liverpool. I mean, you know, Lukaku, uh, Martial, Rashford, Sanchez, you know, Pogba, Mata. Um, they've got magnificent options up front. It's just that the manager needs to know how to deploy them. Um, and you know, my big concern with United is is what happens if uh, the players turn on on Jose. Um, You know, what happens if they really get sick of... And that's a real fear,
0: Rahul. I mean, that's a real, real fear this season because, I mean, it's happened in the past. It's happened in the past with Jose in pretty much every club. And I don't put it beyond the players this season to actually look at Jose Mourinho and... You know, to to pardon my French and say, fuck you, we do not yeah. want to play this way. We do not yeah. want to be shackled by your silly kind of ways. And I really, you know, worry for that. But keeping United aside, I mean, Liverpool has a really strong... Because Chelsea, I don't know, Rahul. I mean, Chelsea is still an aging squad. They they still don't have the firepower. I mean, they've held on to Morata. I don't know how good Morata will be. You know, Arsenal is is the new boy. But I think it could be... Once again, we all again start with optimism on the Liverpool side that it could be once again Liverpool season. You guys, you guys can go up there and, and, and challenge for the for the for the league.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think I think so. I think that you know we've added um, strength in areas uh, now that um, have been lacking for a while. Um, you know, we've we've, all, we've needed a, a, a world class keeper since since Pepe Reina left, um, and uh, we've got that now. Uh, we got Van Dyke in, in January, and, and he showed up the defense. We've now got lots of options in midfield that are all very clock players uh, in terms of uh, the, the kind of way that he wants to play. And, of course, you've got that that front three that on their day are, are a match for anybody in the world. Um, so, yes, there's, there's a lot to be optimistic about. Um, and I think that, you know, man for man, Liverpool are probably the team uh, best suited to take on City um, but I think with Liverpool it's going to be what they do against the bottom half of the table not necessarily the top I think it's consistently that's going to matter you know
0: with yeah. with with Liverpool and and I
1: think that a, a big sign is going to be um, at Anfield at West Ham now I mean I don't think that should be the case uh, West Ham have got Pellegrini in; um, he's a very good manager He's an attacking manager. I don't think he's going to turn up at Anfield and, and park a bus. Um, I think he'll come to play, and I think that suits Liverpool. The problem is, is when teams come and decide to to just sit.
0: And also, when Liverpool play away from home in the smaller city, in the smaller in the smaller uh, teams, and that's I think the fear it, it, with Liverpool. It
1: is that. It is that. I mean, you know, whether they have enough, with they, they haven't replaced. Um, Coutinho, um, in in terms of the style of the player, um, they obviously wanted Fekir and and that deal fell through um, for whatever reason. So whether they've really got the guile um, in midfield like a De Bruyne to be able to pick a pass um, in those type games, um, we have to see. Uh, And there is really only so much that sometimes uh, brute force and, and pace and running can do. And Liverpool have got full of that. So we will see, um, but I do think that them and Spurs will probably be the two uh, on the coattails of of Manchester City. Uh, how close they can get to City uh, is yet to be seen.
0: Yep, I think that's 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 how it's going to pan out. And I think what we're all looking forward to now is is the football season to start. Uh, what about the other teams, Raúl? I mean, uh, do you? I think maybe Everton or West Ham can can make a dent into the top six. They will give people a run for the money. Leicester is, is always a good team.
1: No, I mean, you they're, they're, that, that's, you know, that sort of mini-league after the top six. Um, there, there are quite a few teams there now, aren't they? there? I mean, there's West Ham who have bought some good players. Um, there's Wolves who have done, you know, fantastically. They've had, they've had a an excellent um, uh, transfer window that brought in a number of good players. Everton have signed um, a bunch of players um, and Mina, uh, look out for him, I think he's a real quality player uh, that they've signed and I think they've got a, a very good deal on him. Uh, Fulham, Fulham have got um, a, a good team um, uh, coming up and of course Burnley, um, you know, who did so well last season and, and I, I can't see why why they won't do, do repeat the performance this season. So. Yes, I do think that um, the, the, the the sort of places between sort of six and 12 will be a lot closer to that top six this time. Um, and I think that, that these teams are enough to give the other guys a, 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 the top six a lot more challenge. Whether they can be consistent enough to get into the top six, I don't know. But, you know, I, I, like I said, this is the time for everybody to be optimistic. I think you'll have more surprises thrown in, and I don't think... Uh,
0: in my opinion, I mean, no matter how good the squad City has, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park like last season because, you know, there is there is the World Cup hangover, there is the fatigue of Season 1, and the other teams have also got used to City's style of playing. So,
1: it's yeah. not going to be a walk well, in the park for them. It's it's like I mean, like City, it was... Well, City cracked 100 points last season, so it would be a miracle if Guardiola could crack 100 points again. Um, you know, he'd really be turning the, the premiership into you know, like the Bundesliga, uh, if he could do that. I agree with you, I don't think City will have it quite so easy.
0: And also I think, Raúl. Rahul, I also I one 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 point we have to keep in mind is that I think Pep's and, 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 and the Manchester City board's agenda this year will be
1: the Champions League. Yes, I mean, yes. Uh, I, I think that is one thing that is certainly for sure uh, and can give us a lot of um, the other teams, I suppose, a little bit of uh, a silver lining is that Pep will uh, be focusing on bringing that Champions League um, back to, to to the Etihad um, and he will focus a lot on that. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to take his eye completely off the premiership. But yeah, that, that'll be priority number one. So let the
0: games begin, Mr. Puri. It's time of that year when... You know, football takes over and it's the first weekend of, of football that starts and you'll get to see a few signs. You'll get to see a few things happening. Obviously, uh, the big boys are still not back yet at many clubs. You know, it's not going to be as as exciting probably, but a few signs will, will come out of how the season is going to go. We will get to see, you know, a little bit of... Of, and, and like you and I both know, Rahul, I mean, well begun is not half done in the Premier League. I mean, you have had people yeah. who have started very well and then they're just disintegrated.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, it, first day of the season is always exciting. Um, there are always goals up and down the country. So, um, you know, you get to see new players um, and some of them turn on the style. So uh yes you're right there's not there's not a great deal to be read into necessarily just the first game of the season but um uh you know it, it'll be a lot of fun
0: it will be a lot of fun
1: and uh mr
0: Puri and i will be back next uh, week to to discuss this and uh we are sorry we didn't get enough time to discuss cricket because it was the start of the football season so we will be discussing uh, cricket uh, uh, in the next podcast. By the time the Lord's Test would have got over, and we'll know the result of that. But that's all we have time for now. Thank you very much, poor Mister Puri. I think uh, we should definitely make the Premiership red this year. I'm sick and tired of the blue. I'm really <laughs> sick and tired of the blue. Absolutely. As long as it's the side red, that's fine. I don't really care. I, I'm happy to. I'm happy to let Liverpool win it and not let City run away with one more trophy. I mean, I'm. It's come down to that, frankly. I mean, I'm really happy that you know. I would be ecstatic if Liverpool would have won, would win it, and take away the noisy neighbours from under my nose.
1: We will keep our fingers crossed for that,
0: sir. Yes, sir. We shall keep our fingers crossed. Thank you very much, and we shall be back next week with another edition of Just Sports, where we cover everything that happens in the world of sports.
1: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry.